This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello, and welcome to B2B Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus helps you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. CPI creates customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right, guys and girls. So it is the time of the month when we uh, have Mr. Gianni, our resident expert, financial expert, uh, financial advisor expert, not just financial expert. You can't trample on my toes, Johnny, okay? Uh, But uh, Johnny Dawson, who is uh, the owner of Capstone Wealth Advisors, and he's going to give us our uh, normal monthly market update. So what do you have for us uh, this month? Yeah, this this month, Ken, what I was thinking about doing is is basically destru- describing, you know, with business owners out there, um, going into retirement can always be a little daunting, uh, if you would, because with business ownership, you're you're kind of thinking, okay, what's my game plan here for income, right? Mm-hmm. Um so what, once I either sell my business or pass it down to the family or whatever the case may be, it, it can become a little daunting in terms of where am I going to start collecting income from uh, once I've crossed that bridge officially in the retirement. So one of the things I want to discuss with our time this month is what are three ways that we can kind of boost your retirement income. And how we've done it, we've looked at three really specific milestones um, that folks need to start taking a deeper look in not only into tax diversification, but social security options, and then lastly, expenses. So uh, here are the, the three, what I would think is three ways to boost your retirement income based on a timeline, if you would, of how far out you are from retirement. The first timeline that we look at is 10 years out. So if you're wanting to retire at 65 and maybe you're 55 years old with your business, 55 would be a a pivotal time to really look at uh, ways that you can start to boost your retirement income. And the first thing you need to look at at that time frame is just revisiting your tax diversification. So at this stage of planning, it's probably becoming easier to envision life in retirement. That's a good time to ask your CPA, tax advisor, CFO, what have you, how could you start allocating some of your savings across the three tax-related categories? And that is tax-free, taxable, and tax-deferred. So tax-deferred vehicles like 401k plans are important, and by taking advantage of those strategies, that can help spread out the tax obligations, uh, such as a Roth IRA or even a Roth 401k, that could help further diversify your investment portfolio tax as well and then really add some real benefits to income and retirement. So, again, you want to leverage all three tax categories, and and the benefits of those is more savings, potential, control, and then flexibility. So if you're 10 years out from retirement, you really want to start to analyze, okay, in 10 years from now, uh, if I sell my business, what should I be doing in this 10-year time frame to really – set my retirement apart, that way I'm not owing everything to the IRS. 
one of the toughest times of the year for us is what we call RMD year. And if you're over 70 and a half, you've got to take a distribution out of your IRA. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people that are over 70 and a half, looking back, they never did any tax diversification. So when I call up a client and say, hey, we've got to take 30000 out of this account this year before the end of the year, they get a little antsy on really not understanding why and why is the government going to tax me on this. So tax diversification is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the second timeline we'll look at here is five years out. And if you're five years out from retirement, you really want to do a deep dive in determining and understanding your Social Security strategy. Uh, at 62, we know that that you get a payout beginning at that time frame, but at 62, that you're only getting 75% of your benefit. Mm-hmm. At your full age retirement, so uh, for those born between 43 and 1954, that's 66 years old. That's when you get 100% of your benefit at 66. And then at age 70, which is the maximum potential, you get 132% of your benefit. And I try to get clients and those wanting to analyze their Social Security to look at Social Security as an investment, not just a benefit that you receive. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to understand how that's going to be paid out, what are your legacy provisions within there, and then how can we maximize your benefit as well? And the number one question is, what's my break-even age? So how long do I have to live to ensure that I'm getting more money from Social Security than I would have taken it early? And that's a part of our retirement analysis that we do with folks that are wanting to understand that. But the key is sitting down with someone and just going over that analysis to truly understand where you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once you are one year out, it is pivotal that you, when you start the 12-month countdown, that you start to monitor your expenses. Understanding your true monthly costs, um, we typically recommend running two sets of books, either conceptually or literally with separate credit cards and checking accounts to quantify two types of expenses. The two types that we look at are essential expenses. That is going to be uh, expenses that are continued in retirement, such as housing, groceries, utility, most importantly, health care. Those will continue to go up. Lifestyle expenses, such as travel, hobbies, and dining, they'll typically go down a little bit, but you'll you'll normally have a pretty good travel allotment there as well. Um, So, again, the three timelines that we like to look at on a deep dive in trying to really boost retirement income is going to be at 10 years, revisit your tax diversification strategies, five years out, determine your Social Security strategies, and then at one year out, monitor your expenses a little closely uh, or a lot closer than you probably would have. That way you've got a good understanding of going in retirement. And, Ken, that's kind of our three tips uh, this month on helping one boost their retirement income when they're heading into the sunset. I like it. I like it. So um, I should mention as well, so first of all, um, as always, you can get a hold of Johnny. Again, Capstone Wealth Advisors, you can find them on Facebook. You can call them at 614-823-8660. Um, and I should also mention we're going to have Johnny on for a full show next month. Um, so fear not, we're going to have Johnny on in January to talk through um, – exactly how to set up things to make sure we have a successful 2019 and we're, we're checking our, our uh, checking all of our boxes and things like that. I did want to mention one thing. We've got just about a minute left in the segment here, but 
You mentioned expenses in retirement. I, I love the the notion of having essentially two sets of books, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that you know your your lifestyle expenses and after retirement. Look, I got to tell you, with Mrs. Biz, I'm not sure. I think they're going to go up because she's going to have more time on her hands <laughs> to spend money and travel and find things to do. So I'm a little concerned about that. <laughs> Well, she's probably already bought three things from Amazon since we've been on this call for eight minutes. You're you're probably exactly right. Um, yeah, I have to I have to look at the uh, camera on our front porch and see uh, you know with the Prime stuff and the local Prime's probably already been delivered. Uh, but well, no, it's uh, great tips this month again, Johnny. As always, really appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, thanks, Ken. Always a pleasure to be on. All right. Um, we are going to head into break here. We're going to come back, and we're going to have this week's guest, Mr. Tim Bird, who's principal at Summit Sales Consulting, and we are going to talk about why aren't you closing more sales. So, again, come back after the break, and we'll give the Mr. Biz tip, and we'll get into talking with Mr. Tim Bird of Summit Sales Consulting. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to ourbizmarketing.com. That's ourbizmarketing.com. Ourbizmarketing.com. That's ourbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to BB Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus, uh, I'm sorry, CPI removes the hassles of bouncing cash flow by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. All right, it's time for Mr. Biz Tip of the Week, and this one's a simple one. Ask for customer input. Sounds really obvious, right? But... You can't fix what you don't know about, so um, don't hesitate. And actually, when you get the negative feedback, in some ways it's actually good because that tells you the things you're doing wrong, and you can fix those things. If you just get the, all, all the attaboys, it doesn't really not very constructive for you, and so um, definitely make sure you're asking for customer input whenever you can, um, especially at the end of a project, engagement, et cetera, um, or about your products and, and uh, services. All right, so as I had mentioned at the end of the last segment, we're talking this week we are welcoming to the show, I should say, and talking with Mr. Tim Bird, who's principal at Summit Sales Consulting. We're going to talk about why aren't you closing more sales. So welcome to the show, Tim. Yeah, thank you, Ken. And uh, first off, I think we might have had the, the number one sales tip there. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. That's a very good tip there. So well, thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I promise we did not collude on that. We did not collude on that. Um, no, it's uh, so I wanted to bring Tim on because, again, uh, what Tim does is, you know, obviously sales consulting and a lot of small businesses out there, um, you know, they're they're good at making widgets. They're good at whatever their particular area of expertise is. But especially if they're introverted, not to say you can't be a good salesperson if you're an introvert, you certainly can. But they're not they're just not good at that. And I hear it all the time from business owners. I'm just not good at sales. Um, and I think when people say that they have that 
negative stereotype of like, you know, as people say, like the used car salesman, cheesy sales guy kind of thing. It's like, well, if you're trying to be that, that's probably why you're not good at it. Cause I don't know if those guys are even good at it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Sales, uh, often has that negative connotation. Uh, and ultimately I think uh, they say one in nine, uh, Americans are officially salespeople. However, if you ultimately think about it, uh, all of us are salespeople in some type, way, shape, or form in terms of what we're trying to get accomplished every day. Yeah, I agree 100%. And, uh, Grant Cardone, I mean, people who listen to the show know that I've uh, mentioned him many times. Um, I'm a fan of his, but you know, he talks about that. He talks a lot about sales, and he says, look, everyone's a salesperson. You're a salesperson to your kids trying to convince them to eat their vegetables. You're a salesperson to you know, everybody. There's always some sort of give and take. Yeah, no, right on. And ultimately, as to the business tip you provided there, it ultimately comes down to having good conversations uh, with folks. Uh, if you want to be good at sales, the number one tool you've got is your ears. Mm-hmm. And so your ability to understand that ratio of two ears to one mouth uh, is certainly a key tool in terms of whether it be getting them to eat the uh, peas and carrots uh, or whether uh, working to make a, a multi-million dollar sale, mm-hmm. if you will. It's understanding your customer uh, and having a good conversation, understanding what it is that's causing them a pain and how do you help them to solve that pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and then, as we always do in the third segment, we're going to talk with Tim and we're going to pick his brain and we're going to get some tips from him on how to close more sales. But uh, for the remainder of this segment... I want to talk through a little bit more. So give us a little bit about your background, Tim, and how you got to be where, you know, working with Summit Sales Consulting, et cetera. Yeah, no, thank you, Ken. Uh, I, I love sales. Uh, <laughs> I've been in sales uh, officially uh, for 20-plus years. I won't date myself beyond that. I use the same thing. 20-plus <laughs> years at, at J.P. Morgan Chase. I, we don't need to go to sp- you know, details there. <laughs> exactly. And so I spent a lot of those years uh, within the Frito-Lay division of PepsiCo. Okay. Uh, and started many years ago leading a small business uh, of about a million dollars. Uh, and then towards the end of my career at PepsiCo, having responsibility for a business that was as large as $1.1 billion. Wow. Uh, and so leading large, diverse sales teams uh, and marketing teams to help them to be successful. Uh, as I exited PepsiCo, I started to explore the private equity world. And while I worked in a private equity world for a three years uh, time frame, I really gained a love and appreciation for the small business owner. Uh, often in private equity spaces, they're looking at small businesses for potential purchase down the road, and uh, they would ask me to help them evaluate these small businesses mm-hmm. uh, and their sales processes and sales pipelines. And ultimately, as I did that, uh, I gained a real understanding of the small business gap and the need in regards to getting the proper uh, support in terms of having the right strategies and infrastructure uh, to go run their businesses ongoing. And so as the private equity was preparing to exit, uh, I was approached by a group called Sales Acceleration. And so Sales Acceleration is the leader in outsourced sales leadership across the U.S. Uh, there is roughly about 90 advisors uh, that are part of Sales Acceleration. And what we really are is a group of business-minded uh, experts that are really focused uh, in the sales discipline itself. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we have over 1,500 years of experience uh, of which to draw from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we then work with these small businesses, utilize some of the proven methods from 
sales acceleration, our many years of experience to help these small businesses to be more successful in the arena of sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's, I should mention as well. So you can find out more information about uh, about sales acceleration at salesx the letter x acceleration um, dot com or if you wanted to get even more personal about it, you can give Tim a call at 609-577-4090. But definitely check out the website. Um, a lot of cool stuff on there. Um, would definitely tell you more, much more about the process and how they work and engage with each and every uh, small business owner that they help. Um, so I, I, I think it's really cool. And again, as I mentioned, there's a lot of small business owners that you know say they're not good at sales. And what I find is a lot of times they're one extreme or the other. You know, they're they're and maybe you find that too. Is they're either like they've read some sales book and maybe it's by some you know uh, over you know a lot of hyperbole and they're just like in your face and you know or they're just like yeah well we've got really good products and you should you know I mean if you want to buy great if you don't that's okay too you know it's like one or the other you rarely find someone at least. Uh, someone who's, you know, like I said, good at making widgets or whatever it is that they are. Has, has that been sort of what you find as well? Yeah, what a right on. I mean, ultimately, uh, often the type of clients that we're working with in small businesses, you have an owner that really understands their widget and they know they're the best salesperson they have mm-hmm. because they know it cold, but they're not able to go and scale that business and they've gotten stuck because there's only so much they're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And so then ultimately by getting them to work kind of on their business versus in it, Mm -hmm. and then leveraging the experience of a proven sales leader to leverage their sales team, they're able to get unstuck and scale their business over time. Yeah. No, and I think that's significant. And and think about it. If you're not good at something, so if you're the owner and you start to try to scale by hiring a salesperson, number one, if you don't have experience with it, what what are key attributes to look for, right? And that's something that you can help with, obviously. Um, and so they don't even know what to look for. So they hire someone who maybe is like them, because a lot of us gravitate towards that. Very often. Yeah. Yes. And so how do you even know how to hire someone with that? How do you, you know, so th- these are the types of things um, that, you know, working with Sales Acceleration and Tim can help you with tremendously. And I'm sure as you've seen some subtle things you can do to right away make a big impact. Absolutely. And look forward to talking a little about those in the last segment. Yeah. No, definitely. We will definitely be picking Mr. Bird's brain. So again, we're talking with Tim Bird, principal at Summit Sales Consulting. You can find them at salesx, the letter x, acceleration.com, or you can call Tim at 609-577-4090. Um, come back after the break. We will continue talking with Tim. And again, we're going to get some tips from him on how to close more sales. In the meantime, you can always follow us on Facebook, Mr. Biz Solutions, on Twitter, at Mr. Biz Tweets, or LinkedIn, it's Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth. We'll see you after the break on B2B Radio. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? 
You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to BB Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, and today's guest, Mr. Tim Bird, Principal at Summit Sales Consulting. And again, you can find them at Sales Acceleration, and it's just an X, acceleration.com, or call Mr. Bird at 609-577-4090. All right. So I want to pick up where we left off at the end of the last segment. So we're talking about you know some of those subtle tips, and that's probably a decent segue into picking your brain a little bit. And, and Tim, t- tell us some good tips that you've um, experienced and have been re- worked really well for you in, in helping small business owners and salespeople in small businesses close more sales. Yeah, so one of the uh, examples that, that I've found really critical is ensuring that the strategy uh, of the organization is clearly known and what's kind of the unique selling uh, value proposition of the company mm-hmm. and ensuring that you have uh, everybody in the company talking off that same hymnal. And so your marketing content reflects that, the sales team's efforts reflect that, and so you're able to understand, you're able to share that, and it's shared throughout your organization with your potential clients to help you to win more business from a standpoint of what it is that makes you unique and different versus your competition. Yeah, no, I think that's a great one. I've seen that too where you've got inconsistencies, and that obviously doesn't do you any good as well. Talk a little bit about um, a little bit further on that. So, you know, I like to think of it as, especially in a small business where you've got, you know, let's say 10, 20, 30, maybe 50 employees. As we talked about earlier, everyone's a salesperson. It's, even though you're not in sales, if you're working at this company and some, you're at the a picnic and someone says, oh, you work at such and such. So what do you guys do? Do you Do you guys feel that that's something that's important to make sure that everyone at least has a little bit of a overall, not really elevator pitches, maybe not the right way, but um, sort of understands a little bit about the company to be able to do that. Yeah, that's a terrific segue. Uh, it's got to be part of everything that the organization does. And so one of the, you know, kind of one of the other tips talks about that that's reinforced in regular interactions within the organization. Uh, so first off, we talked about the customer piece. Mm-hmm. But then secondly, uh, each of the individual uh, one with ones that take place between the functional leader. So in this case, the sales leader and the salesperson, you, you test and check in that people understand that and that they're reflecting that message from a coaching standpoint. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there are other interactions going on within the other disciplines of the company where there is a, that same check in and understanding and reinforcement of that that take place on a weekly, on a monthly, on a quarterly basis. With those organizations, yeah, I mean, I gotta tell you, even when I was at J.P. Morgan Chase, we talked about, you know, one of the things as a leadership group is we said we we want to make sure employees are are advocates of the company, and so making sure that encouraging employees to use the products we sell, um, to so they become familiar with them and they can speak quickly to the merits. Hey, I've got experience because I use our products, and here's what it means. Because one of the things we looked at is if someone says, "Hey, um, I'm interested in." buying your product, your service or whatever, and, and the employee says, Oh well, I don't you really I don't know, I don't use it. Well, what's that say? 
Yeah, if you don't have that, uh, at least some level of expertise on the products that you're working with. And if you're going to be in sales, you're going to want that to be a deep level of technical expertise so that you're able to understand, again, how does your product serve uh, and help take care of that client's challenges and pain that they're associating? Mm -hmm. What is it that they do and how does your product make them in a better place as a result of doing that? And so having a rep that understands or sales rep that understands that is critical and to the point we've talked about having that throughout the organization whether it be customer service, whether it be production, that it permeates throughout the company, that it, that it makes it for a better customer experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's a good one. I think that's definitely a good one. Um, what else? What are some other things? Yeah, so uh, one of the other things, if you're a, uh, a leader of a small business that I think is, is a critical component, is understanding that your comp plans reward the performance that you're looking for. Uh, just prior to us meeting, this afternoon, I was on with a prospect in another part of the country, and they had asked me if their, their employees that were doing sales should be salary-based uh, because they were working through others. And ultimately, I asked, I said, what behavior are you trying to incent from them? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, they said, well, we want them to generate more sales and in, in, in particular like this. And so it's important that your comp plan has a variable component that creates some risk for the performance that you are looking for from your sales organization to make you more successful and achieve the goals you're looking for. So a proper compensation plan that has some variable components is a critical component for a business owner or a business leader to consider. Mm -hmm. And I was smiling as, as Tim was mentioning this because, again, anyone who's listened to the show before knows I talk about I'm a huge fan of 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 incentive plans, not just for sales folks, but for various other positions within the company as well. Because, again, even in the sales component we're talking about today, that gets uh, your sales folks thinking more like owners, and that's exactly what you want. No, that that's right on, and matching again the goals and objectives of the company. Mm -hmm. So I I concur a hundred percent with that. Uh, just as a, t a tangent, not to throw a curveball or anything, but what's your opinion? And maybe it varies, but. As far as the overall compensation for a salesperson, what, what do you think is, generally speaking, the ultimate as far as the variable component versus a fixed component? What do you think works best, or, or do you have any? I do have a point of view on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so ultimately, my perspective is if you have someone truly doing sales, you would like about half of their compensation to be fixed mm -hmm. and about half of that compensation based upon variable. With that, the part that I like to impress is that it's uncapped on the top. Yes, so absolutely. you really reward people for going above and beyond and making a difference where they have the ability to make that variable component a larger percentage. Mm -hmm. But in general, my, my perspective is to build a model with about a 50-50 split, give or take a few points. Yeah, and I think a key component of that is, and not to get too deep into the weeds here, but is especially on the variable side, is to make sure you have some sort of um, uh, customer relations, customer service component to it. Because I know, speaking from it, bad experience for me, is long, long ago, we had a situation at, at J.P. Morgan Chase in the business we were in that where we were not, we didn't have a customer component to the sales. So the salespeople were only focused on new prospects, and they were basically neglecting their former, you know, their former sales and their current clients because that's not making them any money. So they were just focused on the new stuff. So we quickly had to adjust the comp plan. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Yeah, it's 
lot more expensive to get a new customer than to retain an existing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, absolutely. that makes complete sense. Yeah. So we've got about uh, a little over a minute and a half. Do you do you got you another uh, nice nugget for us? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick more. Uh, I think this helps both a business owner uh, and a salesperson, but uh, strongly encourage the utilization of a CRM. Yes. Uh, while I've seen an improvement of this, uh, at Sales Acceleration, we've noticed eight of ten small businesses over the past five years do not effectively utilize a CRM oh, wow. in their organization. Huge opportunity. Yeah, and so from a standpoint of being able to forecast your business and to plan it out, you're not going to be very successful. From a standpoint of, of reminding yourself of the critical tasks and activities for the many clients that you're prospecting, uh, as a salesperson, it's going to help you to be more successful, but also is going to create a dashboard on the back end for the leadership to understand what is going on with the business. So it's a terrific tool for both the leadership in completely understanding what's going on in their business and leading the sales team, mm-hmm. and for the sales team itself to keep track of the key tasks to make them successful. Yeah, and uh, you know you, you see statistics all the time about the average sale takes X number of touch points and things like that, and the CRM system absolutely make dumbs it down for you. Even people like me can understand it to make sure you're getting those touch points at the appropriate times and not being too overbearing and. I represent that remark. <laughs> Good stuff, Tim. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. Thanks again, Tim Bird, uh, principal at Summit Sales Consulting. You can find him at salesacceleration.com. You can call Tim at 609-577-4090. Thanks a lot for coming on, Tim. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you, Ken. Happy yeah. holidays. Yeah, same to you. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to our show sponsor. And don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.